Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Half Ash. This being episode number seventy-nine on August fifteenth, twenty fourteen. Uh, we're here tonight with our buddy Dale Roush, formerly of Dog Watch Cigar Radio, the much esteemed Dale Roush. Uh, <laughs> welcome, and how you doing, Dale? Too kind, my friend. Thank you. I'm doing well. Wow. Episode 79. Obviously, I haven't kept up as much as I should have. I knew you were getting up there, but man, how long you guys been doing this now? Uh, a year and a half or so. We, we've only, <laughs> only only missed one week. Yeah, that's doing all right. right. Yeah, well done. Thank well, you. good. Oh, I'm happy to be here. It's been a long time. Glad to sit in on the show. I'm sitting in on the chat room, too. I'll try and keep an eye on that occasionally and we'll just kick back, have a cigar, and see what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to try not to be distracted by the uh, chat room tonight, n- knowing that neither of us are especially big talkers. Because <laughs> yeah. Normally, I can rely on Craig. When he gets started on something, I know I've got 10 minutes. I can you know, read and catch up in the chat room. I had a partner just like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, if I was, if I was, you know, had to do something or look something up, I would just ask Bob a question, and then I knew I'd kick back, and I had eight, nine minutes. You know, you know I do the exact same thing. <laughs> it, it's it's a I'm, good symbiotic relationship. It really is. It really is. Yeah, everyone, if you hadn't noticed, Craig Schneider, our beloved co-host of mine, is not here this week. He's off uh, gallivanting around with some other dudes camping, I believe, if I'm not misremembering correctly. I'm not misremembering correctly. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'll work. Uh, so uh, hopefully he's having a good time, and he'll come back with many good stories next week. Uh, but uh, I'm here, and uh, we have not coordinated a proper cigar of the week. We've each just grabbed something out of the humidor, special or not. And uh, so I figure we would uh, at least tell everybody what we're smoking tonight. What are you smoking, Dale? Yeah, there you go. I'll do that. I'm smoking a Hoya de Nicaragua Fuerte Series B in the Corona Gorda size. And, you know, a, a long-time listener to the old Dogwatch show, Dave Berge, turned me on to these oh, a few weeks back, maybe more than that. I don't know. We played golf a little bit this summer. Matter of fact, he just kicked my butt last night for the semi-championship of our league. But he turned me on to these one day playing golf, and I have done nothing but smoke these ever since. I've bought four bundles at a time several times over now in the last couple months. And, uh, so that's what I'm smoking now. Pretty wow. For cheap. Yeah. That yeah. must be a, a pretty good heck of a value in a cigar to go through them that much. It really is. And even though I don't smoke as many cigars a day as I used to, uh, I have burned through these. I think these are in the neighborhood... Oh, trying to remember. Thirty dollars or less a bundle. And, wow! Uh, in this size, yeah, maybe a bundle. Twenty. Man, that's so they're reasonably priced. Yeah. So I've I've been alternating between these and my good old uh, uh, famous Nick three thousands. I still smoke a lot of those, but I've been hitting these pretty hard lately. They're hitting my palate right on. Hmm. Well, I'm maybe a little bit more on the other end of the spectrum. This, this cigar cost a little bit over 20 bucks a stick. <laughs> it uh, happens to be just a cigar in a casket that I've had laying around. It's the uh, 10th anniversary Don Pepin Garcia from last year, 2013. Yeah. Very nice stick. I've had a couple of those. 
I've had a couple too in the past year and like them okay, but certainly not enough to spend that kind of cash on them. I mean, honestly, I'll go buy three other Don Pepines and be happy with them before I would buy these again. Yeah, same here. And that's, I, bought, I bought two of those just to try them, but I'm the same way. Uh, unless somebody yeah, hands yeah. them on, I probably won't smoke another one because, you know, they're good cigars, but for seven, eight bucks, I can go get another one I like just as well or better. Exactly. I mean, it's and that's not a knock on the cigar or how good a cigar it is. It's just no. for my personal taste, I would rather have three good cigars than one that's really good but costs 23 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and I are frugal in... In similarities, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Occasionally, I don't mind spending a lot on a cigar, especially to try one or if it feels like a special occasion or, you know. But for the most part, I'll stick to my, you know, $2, $3 sticks every day and, you know, a couple of 7 or $8 cigars during the week, and that's where my uh, my tastes have lined lately. Yeah, I'm all over the road. I, uh, I seem to no longer pay that much attention to price, but I smoke a lot of cheaper cigars because I don't have budget to buy any. <laughs> So, yeah. I, uh, I, I do have a good connection for some exceedingly good pricing on cigars, so that helps a lot. That that does. So what size is that when you're smoking? I can't recall. You know, I didn't measure it, and I do not know the statistics or the, the specifications it's, it's on cigars. It's about six and a quarter inches, 50-ish, 50, 50, so I'll call it a Toro maybe. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's my guess. I don't know its components or anything. I've not researched this cigar. I know very little about it. Well, I'm the same with this uh, Forte B tonight either. I haven't haven't researched these. I just, like I said, I smoked my first one probably been close to two months ago, and it just hit me right. And when I found out what the price was, it hit me even better, and I've just been smoking. I've never looked up the blend or anything. I do know with these, the the other, I guess this is the third one of these I've had, and my final one now. I actually got this this week because I thought maybe it would be so much better that it'd be worthwhile. I got it in Tennessee, mm-hmm. but nah, I don't think I'll do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I lost my train of thought. Each of these I've had have been uh, floral almost when they first start. They're just kind of a there's really high sweetness on them. Hmm. I, can, I can kind of dig, but again, I can find that elsewhere for half the price. But I won't beat that dead horse too much more. Yeah, uh, no problem. Well, I'll uh, I'll try and been... comment a little bit on the flavors I get out of this as I get it warmed up. I just lit it a couple minutes ago, so uh, these are pretty consistent. You know, real earthy is a general characteristic. A lot of nuances to them, especially at the price point. I think I could hand this to you if you didn't know what it was, and you'd think this is a six or seven dollar cigar. So uh, I'll try and comment on it from time to time, but I won't bore everybody with my in-depth analysis. You know. Yeah. Well, at uh, some point during the show, type in the the notes there exactly, or tell us again exactly what it was. Um, I might want to give those a go. All right, yeah, I did type it in into the, the uh, that first section up there, the name, and I'll try and remember to mention it once or twice more. Okay. comes Excellent. from one of our favorite big box internet retailers, so it's not hard to find. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I got something to tell you about that when we're done. <laughs> okay. I'll make a note. 
Well, it's uh, it's been a couple of months since you joined us. Uh, let's see, this is episode 52, I think, by my record. So I'm 24, wow. dang near six months, five or six dang months now. Yeah, so. Five or six months. What have you had going on? Anything uh, cigar-related or not cigar-related you want to tell us about or what's going on in the world of Dale? Yeah, well, World of Dale is probably pretty boring nowadays to most people. I don't know. Uh, haven't been doing much with cigars. I'm just a uh, regular old cigar consumer nowadays. Haven't done anything in the industry much. I I keep up on some of the social media with all the guys still and all the manufacturers. Uh, but I haven't been to. I didn't go to IPCPR this year. I haven't been to any big herfs. Uh, I had, I couldn't even tell you what the latest and greatest uh, release from all the big cigar names are this year. I see the see the ads flash by or see the Facebook posts go by, but they don't stick in my head because I'm not out searching them and buying them right now. So uh, from the cigar point of view, I just smoke a, smoke one a day, two a day, maybe uh, enjoy them as part of my regular life, and, and that's about it. Other than that, I've been working way too much and. What fun time I have, I've been spending up in the mountains or down in down in my gun room building guns and playing with my other hobbies. Building guns? Are you a smith? Well, no, I'm not a technical smith. I can I can do some smith work, but uh, I'm certainly not trained. I guess the more appropriate term would be I assemble guns. I, I don't make very many uh, parts myself or do a lot of fitting. I do some fitting, but uh, I've my son and I together have assembled several ARs and some other things over the past year. I'm really getting into that. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, it was a good thing you changed that to a symbol because otherwise we could have government, homeland security, or ATF or somebody descended on us. That's right. I'm not a manufacturer, so all you homeland security folks listening in, <laughs> I just assemble. Technicality. Oh, got a technicality going? No, 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 no. I said that's that's merely a technicality. Oh, make sure they hear it. <laughs> One of the coolest things lately I've been getting into. I've got some nieces and nephews that are coming of age enough where they can start shooting. So I've been uh, showing them how to do some of the simple reloading tasks and teaching them to shoot. And I just picked up an old Winchester Model 67. It's a single bolt action with the you have to cock it separately rifle. Uh, single shot, really good for training kids how to shoot because it's the safest gun in the world. You, you have to really be an idiot to, to not make that gun work right. Uh, mm. So I just came across that recently, and I'm in the process of refurbishing that for one of my nephews to get him going in the sport. Cool. I have uh, an old Winchester Lever Action 3030. I, I guess that's a Model 94. I don't 94. remember what First they called it. First gun I ever bought was a Winchester 94. Huh. This one I got from my dad, and it's a it's a 1958 model according to the rough serial number estimates. And I love that rifle, man. You just can't beat it oh, within a hundred yards, you know. But I, I grew up in East Tennessee. There are no shots longer than a hundred yards. There's hills <laughs> and trees and everything. Yeah. So it worked great for that. Ah, that's super. Those are great guns, especially those ones of that vintage. You get up past 63, and quality went down yep. for a while and all that. But uh, it, those it did, and they. When they started stamping rather than milling their parts and things didn't fit right and all kinds of craziness. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Well, that's good. You you need to hang on to that and pass that on to your youngins down the road because that's a fine fine weapon there. 
Yeah, I don't know if you heard or know, but we're actually about to move out of the country. I have been following you on that. You bet. I'm kind of and, excited. Uh, so I can't take those with me to the Dominican, so I've been finding nooks and crannies and people to hold them for me until the kids are ready for them or we're back in the States or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah. And no, I don't need volunteers from the chat room to hold my guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'd volunteer, tobacco. you know I'd volunteer, but it's a long trip, so I would understand that you wouldn't want me to. <laughs> and, and it's not cheap to send several rifles and shotguns through a, a dealer to, to pay them to ship it out there either. No, about twenty five or thirty bucks a gun usually. Yeah, I have a guy here locally that's gonna stick them in his safe for me. That's the way to go. Yeah. Well, let's see. Any other big news you want to share with us before we head on down the road? Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, Dale, life of Dale's pretty boring probably right now. Not much going on. I'm doing a little traveling for business. I will be up where it's legal to uh, buy. Cigars got a Cuba here next week. I'm heading to Toronto for a week, uh, work-related, but I'll be up there. I, I'll probably uh, find me a Casa de los Habanos somewhere and stop in and see what looks good. But And I might be out in your cool. stomping grounds, your old hometown area, Tennessee, here later in the fall. I don't know if you'll still be in the country by then, but got to do it. I will. We are not looking to move out until somewhere around December. Okay. Well, I know you're not in Tennessee, you're in Florida, but uh, I'll probably be in that neck of the woods, and maybe I can add a day or two on and come down to the to your area and see you before you go. Excellent. I will be around. And I'm all over the state of Florida, so I could just about meet you anywhere, actually. All right. Ah, that's yeah, about it for see. me. How's your... Uh, I know you probably feel like you talk about this all the time, but... Uh, How's your fundraising and your moving plans going? Sounds like it must be going good if you're going to be moving uh, in just a few months. Yeah, it's going pretty well. We have now just just barely surpassed the 70% mark of our first year's uh, support pledged. So hey, we have great. most of this next year pledged. We, uh, I mean, the, the only, this is not a drawback. I am extremely thankful for every penny donated. Sure. Um, but uh, we do need to <laughs> work on our ongoing support because there have been a lot of one-time gifts, which is phenomenal. Um, we just need folks that are, you know, going to partner with us and and could just donate, you know, ten to twenty bucks a month. And uh, you know, it occurred to me once months ago before we were at seventy percent that if each person listening to the show literally gave uh, uh, gave up one cigar a month. Five bucks a month would have fully funded my family. Yeah, that, that was just an amazing thing. But I have to say, we've had a an incredible amount of support come out of the people affiliated with this that listen to this show and hang out with us and on the hangouts in the chat room and everything. And, yeah, and I got to tell you that that's been just it's it's crazy how much. So I'm I'm extremely appreciative of those guys. It, it means a lot when people uh, you know. Just because cigars is so much part of my life that those people are important to me when when they've helped out that way and and you know a lot of them I haven't even met in person it's it's just it's a cool thing it really is it's it's that's the one thing I probably miss the most about doing the show and being as active in the business as I used to be is it's a great group of people that are 
involved with cigars and the cigar hobby and lifestyle. So, well, good yeah. for you guys. I'm excited. I'm I'm anxious to follow your your exploits and your adventures, and I'm sure it'll work out just the way. Well, not yeah. the way you want it to, but it'll work out in a good way. It's yeah. not going to go the way you expect. You're, you're well aware of that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how about we uh, jump into a little bit of news? Hey, I could get caught up on some news. That'd be great. Okay, well, this first story, absolutely neither of us is familiar at all with this because we haven't watched it <laughs> as we were just discussing before we started recording. But uh, A.J. Fernandez has released a 13-minute documentary uh, video about the, the company, about A.J. Fernandez and its background. And, and uh, had a little quote here from Chris Kachaturian, who I, I do not know, and I'm likely butchering that name. Um, but he's a managing partner of A.J. Fernandez Cigars. And he said, I've always stated that A.J. Fernandez will be known as a legend in the cigar industry in only a few years. I felt it was important to take advantage of the present time to document our journey. For those who are not able to visit our factory, we present them with this documentary, which will bring the factory to them. And uh, you, you can find this video at AJFernandezCigars.com. I've not yet watched it, and Dale has neither. I, I will watch it. Most likely, as soon as we stop recording, while I'm waiting on the the show to hit on YouTube, just to make sure it's all clear, because um, it sounds like kind of a neat idea. Kind of get a little peek into the behind the scenes world of of a company that that I love. I know Bob does. I think you do too. Oh, absolutely! They make a lot of great, make a lot of great cigars. That's one of my favorite manufacturers. I love it, and that is a great idea. You know, I'm, as I think about that, I think back to some of the what I call the giants of the industry, you know, Jorge Padron and and uh, Carlito and Carlos Fuente and those guys. Wouldn't it be cool if every eight, ten years along their history, you know, somebody would have stopped and made a little 15, 20-minute documentary of what they're doing now, where they're at, you know, show their factory, show their their business side, their personal side a little bit, and then do it again in another few years. And uh, I'm kind of excited about this project, and I... Like you, I'll probably watch it when, as soon as we quit recording and while we're chatting about other things. Uh, but I, I think it's a neat <laughs> idea. I wish more of the, the guys who are really into the, and I don't want anybody to take this wrong, but the guys who are really into the business because of the pure love of cigars, I wish they would do something like this along their lifetime journey because I think you get to be 70, 80 years old, it would be great to look back on these kinds of things. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree and on, on both points, both as the person looking back on their life in cigars and for those of us just kind of get a peek into the, the progress the company's made over the years or whatever. And, and you know, I, I, I love it to see the people who are passionate about something. And you mentioned Carlito, and he's so he's just a, a man of passion, man. Whatever he's doing, that's, that's his whole focus. And... and you talk to him about cigars, and at some point he's always going to say, it's not about the cigars. <laughs> and then yeah. Yeah. he leads into the, the, the cigar family chair. You know, he, and he means that. It's, it's, it's strange to hear somebody so, you know, so cigar famous talk about something else as being his passion. And that, that's, that's another cool thing to be, too. Yeah, that's one of my biggest regrets. The last time I was down in cigar countries that I don't, speak Spanish well enough to converse with A.J. Fernandez. 
got to meet him a couple of times, and I was in the room with him for quite a while, but we couldn't really converse, and that's my bad for not learning his language, you know, but uh, he strikes me as the same way. I just don't know him personally well enough, but when you look at his business and his cigars and the way his eyes light up when he's talking about a cigar, I just get the feeling he's the same kind of guy, you know. Yeah, and I'm working really hard on my Spanish. But good, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I think once you're over 40, learning a new language is exponentially tougher. No doubt about it. But once you immerse yourself, it'll come. It'll come a lot easier. Yeah, that's true. We uh, early on in this whole process, we went and dropped the cash to buy a Rosetta Stone, that software. Oh yeah. And it's it's okay. It, it kind of works, but it's it's a lot of dedication, and it and it tries to reproduce being immersed, just like you said, and, which is great. Except it doesn't really tell you what anything means that you're saying. You have to pick it up just through repetition and context, and seeing it, and putting two and two together. And, and I'm sure that long term is a fantastic learning method. But to be honest, we have an app on our phone that's free called Duolingo that has just whipped Rosetta Stone and how much we've learned and been able to to understand from that. And, and just this last trip when we spent a week and a half or so, uh, a little over a week, day-to-day with, with people that didn't speak the language we do and, and we were in their country and needed to understand, we we learned far more than we have from either of those pieces of software in the same amount of time. Yeah, well, good for you. That's exciting. Yeah, they, and I agree with you. The older you get, the harder it is to learn a language. I sure wish I'd have paid more attention back in school. Cause, uh, no, I was not thinking ahead. I took four years of French, and I, I could remember enough of that to kind of get around. But, man, I wish I'd taken Spanish yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I was like you. I wasn't thinking ahead. I, because of my German heritage, um, back in my forefathers and all that, I took German in high school. And I'm like you, I can still, you know, somebody speaks slow enough, I can pick up most of what somebody's saying. I can't speak it very well anymore, but uh, I don't know why I didn't think Spanish. I should have been thinking Spanish back then. Oh, well. Yeah. Live and learn. Live and and uh, I took a semester of German in college, and I, it was miserable. It was the worst thing in the world for me because my mouth just would not make those sounds, man. It just, <laughs> I'm that way with just, French. I can't, I can't do French at all. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a hillbilly thing or what, but I couldn't, I could not make even like the basic sounds to form words, let alone the words themselves. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, hey, well, speaking of traveling, I see you had a couple visitors pop in on you this week. Did well, actually I popped in on them and well oh. we popped in on each other because none of us were at home. Oh, I get. I, it. Uh, I, as most of you know, was back in Tennessee last week uh, for my father's funeral, and I was planning on spending a little more time at the tweet up, but of course the 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 trip got changed around and travel plans changed and whatnot. But I still was able to uh, get down to Burns Tobacconist Friday morning for a couple hours. And uh, hang out with Chubno and Andex. Uh, I know Chubno's in the chat room. Andex is too. They're both in the chat room tonight. And uh, man, they're just. I, I love the idea of meeting people who we correspond with electronically and all. But 
above and beyond that, these two guys were just just <laughs> great guys. And Aren't they a kick? I love those guys. They are, and and I got some show and tell here. You see, can you see this little? It's where my, my probably should use. There I you can't go. see my, my camera where I can. If you can kind of see what that is there, that is a. Oh, it looks like one of his Christmas ornaments. Well, this is actually a fan pull. That's why it's hanging on the chain. You just you oh, turn your phone I see off the chain. on, which is yeah, awesome cool. because in the Dominican nobody has AC or very few people do, so we have ceiling fans all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that one's going to be right front and center. I, I love it. And then he did bring me one of his uh, Christmas ornaments and. These are phenomenal things, man. I love them. They're, they're wooden, and I don't know if the camera will focus on this. If I can get it up close there and try this. Yeah, it's not focusing at all, but the ash, he reproduces such a perfect ash on these things. I mean, you can if I'm holding this, you're going to think that's a cigar through this yeah. camera. Yeah. It's incredible. I've been, I've been drooling over those Christmas ornaments for years that he makes. Wasn't it just last week or two I saw he made a... Uh, an end end table cigar ashtray stand combination thing. Sorry if I get the name of it wrong, but that, that guy's got some amazing talent. He did. He made that for Andex, I believe. Oh, cool. He made a sign for him too. Just some killer stuff. He, he's amazingly talented uh, with with woodworking, and as I learned at the Tweet Up musically as well. And I'll I'll let you contact him if you want to find out more about his music, but. Really, really good songwriter and singer, player, the, the host spiel. Did not know that. Yeah, good to know. Oh. He is a man of many talents, which I believe is what I assigned him as his uh, uh, little uh, tag title on the, the half-hashed forum. Yeah. <laughs> man of many talents. Well, I'm going to have to hit him up for a couple of those fan polls because we got fans all over the house, too. i I got to do that. Uh-oh. I thought my headphones just broke. They popped on me. Uh-oh. Nah, they're fine. I just, my head's settling. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you said you didn't get a whole lot of time at the tweet-up, but uh, what were your impressions? How'd that go? Uh, as far as I can tell, it went great as always. Uh, the schedule was a little different this year. Tickets were expensive. I've been in past years. and I did not buy a ticket to be there for the entire thing. Um which turned out to work uh, well since I only had a couple hours anyway. Yeah, I didn't explore too much, but I have to tell you, uh, Matt and Mike, who are the two guys, they bought that uh, cigar shop from, uh, oh, I can't even remember his name now, little bald guy, uh, lives in Chattanooga, that owned oh. all the burns. Yeah, I know yeah, they yeah. bought this shop from him uh, during the past 12 months, and I gotta tell you, they did a phenomenal job renovating that thing. Uh, it it was a a good solid shop before, but it's a it's a great facility now. It's 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 an awesome facility, and they really modernized the cigar shop portion, which was not lacking, but not friendly to that kind of event. There was mm-hmm. you know like five seats, and there's a few more seats, but they updated it, added a couple of TVs, increased their offerings. Uh, last year and before, yeah, Phil Wyndham Cigar Coop just put in the uh, chat room. That was the previous owner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, That's right. You know, in, in past years, you come in the front door, there's a humidor to the left, a humidor to the right, and a sales slash seating area in the center. And 
and they consolidated the humidor to the left and have more seating now to the right where the humidor used to be and a TV or two in there. It, uh, I, I was more than impressed with what they had done with it. Really happy to see it. Sounds good. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Hey, um, I see uh, Alex Martinez is in the chat room. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Long time no talk. Our resident stogie cop. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, we mentioned the tweet up, and we kind of chatted just a little bit about this, and I had in here to ask you, but you may not be making the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival this week. No, no, probably not, and I am sorry I'm going to miss it, but too many things going on, too many places i got to be, and I just wasn't sure back when I uh, first started thinking about it several months ago if I was going to be in town, so... I didn't buy tickets, and as it turns out, I will be flying back into town the day before. So, uh, I don't know. I'm still kicking around. I see a couple folks uh, locally here that I know are going to go. And uh, I think you mentioned there was somebody from your show that was curious if I was going to go or not, and he might be in the area. Is that true? Yeah. he uh, He's not in the chat room tonight. He has gone camp well, although not with Craig. Um, Ian. Ian went. Chester was going to do that, and he mentioned to, to give to you. But uh, anyway, Ian, I have done that, but it sounds like you will miss your opportunity to miss the not late but yet great. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is in a it is in a new venue this year, the uh, Rocky Mount Cigar Festival has moved to the uh, Omni uh, Complex, which is like literally across the street from where I work. Uh, 200 yards from my office to where this thing's going to be held. Uh, and I'm glad to, glad to hear that because it's, uh, you know, the old venue was pretty nice, but it was really tight, getting pretty small for as many people as were showing up. Uh, parking was tough. Uh, so this should be a really great venue. Uh, I don't know. It, I've still got it in the back of my head, and if nothing's going on that Saturday, maybe I'll go down there and see if I can weasel my way in the door. <laughs> Tell them, don't you know who I am? <laughs> Do you know who you're dealing with? I'm Dale Roush. And then they'll for sure kick me out. They'll let you yeah. in. <laughs> Man, I'll let you in. Well, speaking of tight, this dang $20 cigar I'm smoking is tight as can be. I'm having all kinds of trouble drawing through it. Now, that is a real disappointment when you spend that kind of money on a cigar. It is, wow. you know, and and with this move upcoming, my cigar budget, I mean, just about totally went to zero. I splurged up there and got this, and now I'm a little bit irritated about, it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, don't blame you. Well, mine, unfortunately, for your for you, mine's burning great. My dollar fifty, <laughs> two dollar cigar, whatever it is. Uh, I should look these up. The more I think about it, I think I may have misled you on the price. I might be closer to forty dollars a bundle. Hmm. I recall thinking they were about a $2 cigar, so I might have been a little low on my... But uh, I'll tell you, these are pretty decent smoke, and I, I mean that in all ways. Construction is good. I've smoked through, I'm serious, three or four bundles now in the last couple months, and I haven't had one that was tight or that tunneled or that canoed. Uh, I have had a couple that, as you get down like an inch or less, they get really bitter. I mean, most cigars get kind of bitter when you get down that far, but... Uh, I've only had two that were unpleasantly bitter. But they burn great. Uh, hmm. Earthiness, kind of some of that uh, 
dark mushroomy, foresty kind of flavors, which you know I'm really a big fan of. And they they just perform, and you know, for a couple bucks, can't go wrong. Yeah, that. You, I mean, you can't beat it. I'm trying to translate. Jochen, <laughs> Jochen, uh, was in the chat room. Wrote a sentence in German. I was trying to see if I could hit Google. Oh yeah. Translate real fast and see what he said. <laughs> I am a yeah, something anyway. something or something. The show here. Of Deutsch, of Baden. Uh, I don't even get the gist. It's been too long. Yeah, I never got it. So, <laughs> so uh, for those who may have just joined uh, the chat room, let me uh, mention this cigar that I just talked about. It's the Hoya de Nicaragua Fuerte Serie B in the Corona Gorda size. Excellent. You know, in my head, you said Hoya de Nicaragua earlier, and I'm, in my head, it was Hoyo de Monterey. Ah. Now, that would make it uh, well, definitely unique for a $2 cigar. <laughs> yeah. Hoya de Monterey. <laughs> <laughs> well, i got to tell you, I have mentioned this thing a number of times as the singular plug, deplugger, uh, that I've ever used that worked effectively, and it just worked again, this little Havana Saver thing. Um, I did not purchase this. It came as part of the uh, membership in the Tatawahe Saints and Sinners Club last year, and I've used it over and over for just this kind of occasion, and it worked beautifully. It, it just, I'll be darned. Three Good or four deal. times, three or four times right in there, and now it's great. Ah. And the difference being it, it's it's got a twist to it, so it works kind of like a drill bit, kind of woolying out a little bit more than just a straight mm-hmm. slide. And it's it's sturdy enough that it won't shoot off sideways and go out the edge of the wrapper or anything. If you just give it a little demonstration here, if you just get it in there, and you can see I'm a little bit down on this end, so I know that if you just follow that line, look at it on both sides to make sure it's straight and it won't come out the edge and... I love it, man. I've used it over and over and over. And what that's, a cool device. Is that, is, uh, is that aluminum or stainless steel? or? It's heavy enough that I kind of think it's steel. I would think it'd have to be. I'd be afraid it might have been too easy if it was aluminum. Yeah, it's got a... I mean, this the end on it is really thick. I mean, like eighth of an inch thick. And oh, yeah. It, it's real heavy. Uh, before that, I was using... This little joker, this uh, is actually a cake tester from my wife from the kitchen. Oh, yeah. You, you dip down in the cake to see if it's done. And this thing is just too flimsy, and it would do that to me every time, shoot out the side of the cigar and leave a hole in it. <laughs> yeah. Then they really don't burn well. Yeah. And so this thing has has lived up to its name. It saved me a lot of cigars in the past 12 months. Right, let's see here. We got uh, another. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I was just gonna say, I see the chat rooms uh, banging on Craig again. That seems to be a <laughs> common theme here, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh, the, the both of it. us take our fair share of crap, but it's nice to see it happening out here. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have to pass that. No, not at all. That's what we're here for. Uh, oh, this next story. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the organization, but uh, two weeks ago we talked about uh, a couple of departures in the cigar industry. 
with uh, Grace Sotolongo leaving CLE, who had been making her Hechicera cigars, and mm-hmm. uh, I will. We're assuming that she will now just be finding somebody to make Sotolongo cigars because Christian Eroa keeps maintains the uh, Hechicera name, so she won't be able to use that now. But uh, so I don't know where she's landed or if she's landed yet. And we also talked about Nate McIntyre, who had left Emilio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Nate. Nate was uh, the very first full-time employee that Emilio had, and has done some good work building that brand. But uh, this week we had another departure. Actually, a couple more, but only one that I know personally. Um, Vice President Justin Andrews has left Lou Rodriguez Cigars, and mm. uh, kind of the same thing. He's been with Lou Rod from the very early days. And so I was kind of surprised there. They they uh, they have been pretty tight in the past. So not sure where he's going. It sounded like uh, from his Facebook comments that he was going to try to stay within the cigar industry, or maybe even had something lined up that he wasn't really ready to talk about yet. But, uh, yeah, sure. Well, that is. I know that's that one's news to me, and uh, it's surprising because, like I say, he's been with Lou Rod since the beginning. Uh, kind of figured that mm-hmm. it'd be. A, be a really long-term relationship, but I mean, I don't know him personally that well, but, uh, ah, interesting. Yeah, he's probably got something new cooking that he'll spring on us here shortly. Yeah, I mean, I know it's post-IPCPR weeks are usually when a lot of shakeups happen, but, I mean, I, I guess I know some of these people at some of the the smaller companies where I know them, so it's a little, little more bold in my eyes when I see it, when sure. I see these kind of shakeups and changes happening. And I am curious what Grace is going to do. I'm I'm hoping she finds another place to have her cigars done. And uh, It's been kind of fun following her all these years as she's come up in business. So I'll be interested to see how that turns out. And she sold Craig a purple guayabera. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love to bring that story up all the time. She wasn't even selling it. That's the best part. Yeah, she can I get remember him to buy it from somebody else. <laughs> well, let's see what else we got here. Cigar Coop has posted a story, and I have the information for this story. But uh, with the past two weeks' craziness, I've not really had a chance to to get it posted up. Uh, Gran Habano has been informed by the U.S. Trademark Office that. Uh, the trademark office asserts that uh, their trademark, Gran Habano, is misleading and leads the public into believing their cigars are a Cuban product, <laughs> which seems like utter ridiculousness to me. It's not like it's something they just applied for. They've had this mark for years. I can't yeah. What the heck changed? And it had to be approved by the trademark office. It's not. Nothing's changed. Nothing's different. Well, you know, this is the same trademark office that says the Washington Redskins can't use that name anymore because it's offensive. So, oh yeah, I've I got a feeling there's something political going on behind it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know you can't apply for certain things that say Cuban this or Cuban that or whatever without clarifying something or another. But sure. I've read the trademark information but Banner, before, but I mean, come on. So, yeah, that just that gets under my skin. That makes makes me upset. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like it. 
I don't get it. I mean, if they were denied a trademark, that's one thing, but to come back after they've had the thing for years and tell them this is just silliness. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Go build some guns, Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Assemble. Assemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, now your next art uh, little news item here was really interesting to me when I saw this this morning I hadn't heard this yet looks like Tad Wahe's taking the uh, Laura Kays and expanding the line line a little bit yeah and this actually this idea was kicked around and talked about back in the dog watch days I remember a couple of shows talking about Laura Kays and uh, and uh, El Triumphador uh, possibly having some line extensions or repackaged in one way or another. I mean, Bob was specifically was a big proponent of repackaging that line because it just didn't draw the interest. You know, it didn't. It wasn't slathered with the name Tatawahi everywhere, so people missed it. They didn't recognize it. They didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Tatawahi fanboys may not even know that's a a Tatawahi line or whatnot, but. Uh, but yeah, they've done that. They uh, they are adding three Vitolas, uh, a uh, seven by thirty eight, five and three quarter by fifty four, and a six by sixty. Yeah, uh, that's surprising. Or not. Yeah, it's a, that was a huge surprise <laughs> to me. But you're right. I recall those conversations with Bob on the show uh, more than once, actually. And you're right. He, I think Bob was spot on about the packaging. But uh, I've mentioned it on the show, and I mentioned it to Pete directly a couple times. Sure, love to see ya. Uh, you know, nice long skinny old style cigar in that line. I'm not saying he did it because I mentioned it. I'm sure he, there's better reasons <laughs> than me, but uh, I'm really glad to see that seven by thirty-eight. I'm gonna have to go find some of those. Have you seen the uh, the Lancero pack you put out a couple months ago? I did. I haven't found one yet. I haven't really looked that hard, but I haven't bought one yet. It, it includes one or two of those cigars. Actually. Oh, I missed that. Huh? Cool. And it had several. Fantastic cigars that you may not just walk into any shop and find. Um, hang on a second. Sure. I, I just got distracted by the chat room. I, I fell for it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, and the 10 count boxes was actually one of Bob's recommendations, I think, that he thought they would sell better if they put them in 10 count boxes so people may be willing to. Yeah. I mean, they're a reasonably priced cigar to start with, and I think Bob's point was you take that blend and a you know, really market-friendly price and bump it down to a pack of 10 and they'd sell like hotcakes. So that's interesting mm-hmm. to see that they're doing that. Yeah, and I hope they do. I don't want the, the line to fade away because I think it's a great cigar. Both of them, the Lyra Casa and the Del Triumphador. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, see here I'm learning learning more about the industry with you in the last half hour than I've kept up on in the last six months. No, it's not that bleak, is it? <laughs> well, maybe not quite, but I just, uh, I do miss, that's one thing I miss. Uh, although the, the side of the business that took a lot of time and made the made the job kind of hard doing the show, as you're well aware, is what resulted in the, you know, in that side of it. You spend so much time in it, you hear all this stuff, you try all these cigars, you talk to all these people, and you really feel like you know what's going on in the in the industry. And when you step out of it for a while, you know, you kind of got a hole there. You can't fill very easily. And, uh, at least for me, it just there isn't enough hours in the day now to pursue it as a as something fun 
Uh, maybe I'll get back to it here one of these days. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of missing keeping up on all the new stuff and all the all the industry buzz, you know. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Even you know doing this show and doing the cigar me, there are times when uh, my involvement is peaked and times when it's in a valley and and you know those like the past two weeks I've been totally disassociated with the industry and I came back and I to try to put together show notes for this week just yesterday and today and was absolutely clueless. I was like digging through the inbox for press releases and all that. I, I didn't know what was going on. I just trying to hand a yeah, kind of catch up and see see what what I could find. And, and it happens quick, as you just pointed out. I mean, if if you're not neck deep in it for several weeks in a row, suddenly you feel like the world's passed you by. Mm-hmm. I think most most casual cigar smokers don't realize that it's such a dynamic industry. You you look at it, even walking into a cigar shop, you may notice a new cigar or two, but you know things don't look like they change that much, but they really do. I mean. Uh, a lot of players are out of the business now or have gone on to different parts of the business, and there's a lot of new people in it just in the last year that you know I'm just hearing about on the edges and I'm not really up on. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not the most critical part of my life, but it's something I do miss. You know, this is not in the notes, but it kind of makes me ask a question. Have you kept up any at all with Monty Pascal? Not a lot. I see a couple things in the social media, uh, but I haven't really kept up. But matter of fact, Terry and I were just talking the other day about Lorenzo. We were wondering if he was going to be at IPCPR this year because we had such a good time with him, you know, previous years. But I, I haven't kept up. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't seen much of them in social media, and I only had one retailer locally that I frequent that carried the line, and they've had them blowing them out on the clearance table for a few weeks now and hmm. just dropping it because they're not selling it for whatever reason. But I hate to see it go, man. That was my only supply. I, I, I love the fact that you can buy them there 250 a piece right now, but once those are gone, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, now that you bring it up, i got a hankering for one of those little minutos. Man, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had one. Yeah, well. I have them every once in a while, but and I hate to see them dropped out of his shop. But I guess three months from now, it ain't gonna matter anyway. It won't be my local shop anymore. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that that brings up a question I've been wondering. Maybe you can answer for me. The few times I've been down in cigar country, whether it's uh, the Dominican or Nicaragua or Honduras, I I've been there as a tourist or as a you know a visitor. I haven't paid much attention to the local cigar market. Uh, you've spent a lot more time there. Do you expect you'll be able to find and be able to purchase most of the cigars that you might get a hankering for? Or do you, I mean, it, it appears to me that the supply is kind of limited from a consumer point of view, unless you're in one of the bigger cities. Am I right or am I all wet on that? Uh, you, you're absolutely right, at least for the Dominican, um, you know, all the Dominican cigars, well, all the major manufacturers are inside the Zona Franca. Yep. Which means they can't take those cigars and just start selling them to be exported and then imported so they can pay the appropriate taxes since they're made in a tax-free zone. Yep, exactly. So you don't just see cigar stores on every corner the way you would in the U.S. or, or at least in Florida. I know a lot of states don't have a 
uh, you know, a huge availability of cigar shops. Um, this last time I paid attention to that, uh, last time we were down, and, you know, you see stores, La Serena is kind of like the Dominican Walmart. It's not that big, but they have a little bit of everything there, and they have a couple of glass cases in them with some cigars, mostly Cuban cigars, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're cigar shops in a couple of the bigger hotels that you could go to, but they're a little little pricey. Uh, of course, they're oriented toward tourists. And speaking of that, <laughs> the cigar shop in the, the uh, Gran El Morante in Santiago, that's where we stay when we have gone in the past. And the little blazer torch lighters you can get here for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. They know that tourists, they know we couldn't fly there with torch lighters, at least not legally. Um, and those $10 lighters are 60 bucks there if you want to buy one. Wow. So we lived with <laughs> Bix and Matches all week Darn the first time. <laughs> Other times we have managed to come up with a torch or two here and there. But uh, yeah. I'm not paying 60 bucks for that thing. That's one thing I still have from uh, oh. from the show days is a bunch of torch lighters that you know we either got uh, given to the show to test or you know we just came across a lot of them in our travels and stuff that are you know like that you know ten twelve dollar kind of torch lighter which they're nothing fancy but they're pretty dependable and they work and what I've taken to doing is when I travel now I throw one of those in my carry on and more than half the time I get through security with it they they don't see it they don't take it from me. Uh, speaking of international travel, for the most part, so that's what I use those for. I probably still got a box of twenty or thirty of those around here. That one of these days I'll run out after I get them all confiscated by TSA. But uh, well, the uh, Walmart here sells these little Ronson torch lighters for three bucks, and you can't beat them. I mean, they work just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to bleed all that Ronson fuel out of them, but yeah, <laughs> they're fine. And so I'll usually throw a couple of those in in various bags. And this past time, my Ronson lighters got there just fine, but my Zippo case with the uh, Z Plus torch insert in it was taken. They took that out of a check bag. Oh man, but, <laughs> yeah, that's back, risky. back to uh, cigar shops in the Dominican. This time we were actually we gained access to a very exclusive cigar club in Santiago, and assuming I may get a chance to visit that at a time again, they have a great supply. They have a, a walk-in humidor just like anyone here in the U.S., and uh, and that is heavily tilted to Dominican cigars, but still, it, it, it it's not going to have Tatua Haze. I'm not going to be able to get most Nicaraguan cigars that I enjoy here, so... Right. What I've been doing in the past few months is trying to conserve Nicaraguan cigars and maybe be a little more likely to smoke Dominicans, knowing that I'm not going to have access to them after we move. I'm I'm building my collection as much as possible. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, back to the Brazilian companies. I noticed something Cigar Coop put in the chat room. He said something weird was going on with both Brazilian companies. Yeah. Oh. One for the trade show this year. Now that's interesting. I don't know what's going on. Money Pascal, I don't have any information about. But uh, Tone Floor, I, I don't know why they wouldn't be at the trade show, but I've noticed 
a drastic change in their emails that I get. I get as if a retailer kind of distribution list instead of just press releases. But they they are heavily leaning toward uh, their e-cigarette and other kind of distribution more so than their cigars. There'll be a little blurb at the bottom about their cigars and then not much more about that, just mostly the e-cigarette stuff. Huh. Well, that's, I don't know. From my point of view, I guess that's sad, but uh, maybe it's good business. I don't know, but that's kind of strange because it seemed like two year and a half, two years ago, Donna Floor was really pushing. I mean, they were going to all the shows. They were at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest the last couple of years. Uh, so I wonder what's going on there. I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's a noticeable difference, so I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. You know, I just adjusted my headset and lost the echo for myself. Well, hopefully that's not been in the show for the past hour. <laughs> I haven't heard it, so hopefully not. That's <laughs> all in my head. Anyway, what do we got here? One more story. All right. Uh, from the news, uh, E.P. Carrillo... Uh, we talked about several weeks ago was putting out a uh, fifth anniversary cigar and it's now making its way stateside. Um, they put up some pictures that they would be uh, making their way to Miami in the next couple of days and whatnot. But uh, one of my shops back home in Tennessee is already reporting that they have them in house and put up pictures. So I got to believe it's true. Oh yeah. They are an EPC lounge, so I would expect they probably got a little bit of a lead in on them. Uh, as an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, says fifth priming, which don't know why they would put that in there because it's not exceedingly high for a wrapper leaf. Um, a C99 binder. I don't know what the C is for unless that's Corojo. I don't know if it's Criollo or Corojo. It just says C99. And a Nicaraguan filler. Huh. And I stuck that in there because I saw my uh, cohort, Brian Berman, who was CRA's membership director, and he's now he founded Project Manana, who I am partnering with to go move to the Dominican. He was smoking one of those this week, and I was jealous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I am too because uh, that's one of my very favorite Dominican cigar makers is E.P. Carrillo, I'll tell you. Ever since I was in his factory a few years ago and watched their – their technique and their, uh, it's kind of, I don't, I've, I've been trying to coin a term for it and I still haven't come up with a good one, but it's old style cigar rolling with a technological feel to it. And that doesn't mean equipment or any of that. It's just, it is so precise. Uh, there is a specific pattern in the way they wrap the binder on and put the wrapper on and it's got to be done just right. And it's just an amazing process. And, and on top of that, they use great tobacco. So I've been a huge fan of E.P. Carrillo's cigars ever since they've started up on their own here. And, uh, i got to go find me some of those. Yeah, I'm a fan of their cigars. I'm a fan of the, the four kicks that they make for ground heads. I love that cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. I love their uh, the short runs. I've really liked all of those except the 2012. I wasn't a big fan of, but outside of that, I really liked them. But I, I actually smoke a fair number of EPC cigars. You got me curious now. I'm I'm like you. I'm thinking that's a Criollo 99 hybrid, but I don't know for a fact. I'm gonna have to see if I can find out. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look it up. I just grabbed that off the Facebook picture they posted this afternoon. So. 
and copied it verbatim, so I, I would have to dig it up and see. Yeah. That gives me something yeah. to do Yeah. Harley Holmes in the chat room says he just bought a bundle of the cigars you're smoking. He's been looking for a good inexpensive smoke, so a royalty check. <laughs> yeah, well, good, Harley. You know, let Kip and the show know what you think of them, because uh, as I've said a couple times now, they're they're becoming my go-to smoke for something that's you know if I'm looking for something that's inexpensive, I can smoke if I want to two or three in a row, and I don't feel like I've spent the whole week's cigar budget. Uh, and I really like them. Uh, for those who know my taste in cigars, they're they're not exceedingly strong, but they are a little intense. Uh, a lot of spiciness in the last half, and then that good earthiness all the way through. Uh, might be a good time to mention. I've also picked up some other nuances in here tonight that I usually get. There's a little bit of sweetness underlying that's almost a molasses kind of sweetness. Uh, and the other thing I like is there's a nuttiness that's almost like, uh, oh, what are they called? Brazilian nuts. Not a flavor I pick up often oh. in cigars, but uh, I pick that up in these generally around the midpoint of the cigar for an inch or so, and then it goes away. I don't know if that's by design or if that's in my head, but... That's a flavor I find really interesting in a cigar. So, be curious, Harley, for you to uh, report what you think of them and see if you think they're any good or not. Well, cool. Since you gave us a, an update on your cigar, I'll kind of give you a short one on this DPG 10th anniversary. Um, it's really just not spectacular. I mean, it's a good, solid smoke, but it's not turning my world on its head and making me say, "Man, I got to go get another one of these." <laughs> yeah, especially with the draw problems you had, even though you were able to fix them. Yeah. And in fact, I would go get two of the regular Blue Label Dom Pepping Garcia Lanceros or Robustos, either of those over this one. Mm -hmm. I happen to love both of those cigars. Those are, I like this one. Those are a good cigar. The sweetness is hung around, a little bit of nuttiness in there, but not anything that's really just outstanding for me. But anywho, moving yeah. on. What have you been smoking recently? We just mentioned crowned heads. I see you got something on there. Oh, so I see I have something on there. I'm looking at myself. You don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, I threw a couple on there first, but I am curious what your, uh, not necessarily a detailed review, but what you think of those crowned heads Jerichos. Uh, that is one that I have not smoked yet. So uh, I loved it. I, uh, I have a friend that, that runs uh, Silo Cigars in Knoxville, Tennessee. And, and so Christy and I ran out there one night to visit him, and he uh, handed me one of those to try, and I was sitting there and looked around, and there were eight people hanging out in the cigar shop, and all eight of them had Jericho Hill smoking them. And, and it was <laughs> unanimous, absolutely unanimous. We all thought it was a phenomenal cigar. And I, I love the four kicks for a very different reason, but... Outside of if I hold the four kicks out, this is I think the best thing he's put out. Uh, hmm. It's kind of like the uh, limited Las Calaveras, but maybe a little, a uh, little less bold, a little more refined, not quite so brash. And not that the Las Calaveras was that brash. It's just this one is I. I'm trying everything in the world not to use the word smooth because I hate yeah. when people Refined. Bob used to give me hell for using the word refined. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, it doesn't have any rough edges. I don't know what else to say, but 
I'm a big fan of San Andreas rapper, and and I think this was a great use of it. And this is the one he did partner with my father on. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and, good. Uh, I think it's a home run, man, and it's enough so that if my uh, current budget allowed, I would plunk, plunk down the cash to buy a box of these and wouldn't think twice about it. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. You know, the other thing I've been smoking a little bit of, I probably have one every week or two lately, I've been smoking Padron series, and particularly the 4000. There's something about the uh, uh, 4000 that, at least in my local shop over the last couple months, uh, the two or three boxes they've gone through that have just been maybe, you know, a half a notch above the usual Padron goodness. I don't really know how to explain it other than just, <laughs> I almost used the same word again, uh, that smooth <laughs> consistency. Uh, but, the, but they're just a little more smooth, a little more sweet, uh, a little more refined. I, know. <laughs> I hate to I hate to use that word now, but they really are. And, and uh, for those who listen to the old Dogwatch show for a long time, you know I was a big fan of the series uh, cigars, and I liked the 3000s a lot for years. I smoked a lot of those. Uh, but lately I'm finding a 4000 fits me better, and I, I suppose it's just my tastes have changed maybe. But uh, I had another one on the golf course. Last night, as a matter of fact, and it was just the nicest, smoothest, sweetest, roastiest cigar. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I've been enjoying them now, like I say, for a couple months, uh, just occasionally. I haven't been making a daily habit of them because I've been smoking my cheaper cigars, but, man, it's, that's a good cigar. Cool. Uh, you, you mentioned that roastiness. I love it when you get, like, those really... Either way, either way, you use the word roasty, whether you mean like roasted marshmallows or roasted meat. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. No, I agree with you, I, and I'm glad you pointed that out because uh, I was referring more to the roasty kind of meat flavors. But you're right, you get that roasty sweetness too in a cigar, and I, people make fun of me. Maybe they do of you too, but toasted marshmallow is the first thing that comes to my mind when I get that that flavor. And it's just an awesome flavor as a complement to the to the core of any cigar, I think. Man, I, I have to spend quite a bit of time in South Florida. And at certain times of the year, they uh, burn off the sugar cane fields. And when they do that, you, it, you drive for miles. And I put my windows down because it just smells like yep. roasted marshmallows. <laughs> exactly. Same, just, same thing in, in Hawaii. I've been there when they've burned a lot of cane fields. And it's that exact same smell. It's amazing. It is amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. I'll, I'll have all the windows down flying through there just to just to <laughs> suck it all in. Yeah. Well, let's uh, see. What else have I got on there? The uh, KBF smoking jacket, which is uh, the Kellner Boutique Factory smoking jacket. And I was looking because the band, I think I may still have laying around here. There it is. Almost unrecognizable if you don't know what you're looking for. It's just got this, the neck of a smoking jacket on it. And it says smoking jacket over on the edge of the bay in there. But uh, hmm. this is Hinky Kellner's son uh, that, that has his own little factory now. And actually, I have an in there. I'll, I'll be trying to visit that place and do a profile of it as soon as we move. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Man, I dig this cigar. I had a chance to smoke it once before when I was in the Dominican. I think it's great, and I actually got some of his cigars from times past 
on the last trip down and brought them back to Craig, and turns out they were not what he thought they were, but I fell in love with them, man. I, I adore that cigar for six bucks. I don't think you can beat it. Hmm. Now, where is his factory? Is it close to the Davidoff factory there, or is it... Yes, it, it's northwest of town near Davidoff and Via Gonzalez. Oh, okay. If I'm remembering correctly. I may be way off base, but I think that's where it is. Uh, that sounds like it probably would be about right. Huh, I didn't... Let's see, there I am learning more again. I didn't realize he'd started up his own little boutique factory. That's cool. Uh, he's making, I think... He makes the, if I'm not mistaken, which is a line that's catching on, and probably a couple others I'm not remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only other one I had on here was the, uh, an Ascensia that I had also, uh, I got from Silo this week. And here's the band on it. I don't know a thing about Ascensia cigars. It has a little 2009 under. Oh, yeah, yeah. LTD, LTD. Man, that was a good cigar. Little bitty Corona kind of size, maybe a little bit longer than your normal Corona. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's my that's my favorite size in in that blend in in both variations, the 2008 and then the 2009. Just a phenomenal cigar. Yeah, nobody here carries them. I love them, man. I, I thought I was in Knoxville just to grab another couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I've, it's been a while since I've talked to Mark Ob, but um, there aren't any shops out here that carry them either yet. And yeah. I, I'd really like to get some close by because there are just times when, you know, and it comes from smoking a lot of Essencias in the past, but there's just times that that's the only cigar that really sounds like what I want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of hard to come by still out here. You're right, you know, they are. That's, that's too bad because I think they're special cigar. Let's see, I got one more on my list, and it's just an oldie but goodie, I think. Uh, I've also been smoking a Cane Habanos uh, on a fairly steady basis. Once again, you know, maybe one every couple of weeks or so. Uh, but that Habano wrapper, I think, on that cigar uh, just fits the blend really well. And like Bob, everybody knows Bob loves these canes. He's a big Daytona fan, but uh, I like all of them except the, the light wrappers really well. And uh, that Habano, I've, I've got a box now that's been smoking exceptionally well. Probably, once again, kind of like the Padron. Uh, maybe there's something about the time frame they were both rolled. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, outstanding cigars. Hey, let me take one quick little break here. If you, uh, on the page, you have the half-ash chat open. Yep. In the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little gear. Hmm. Not seeing a little gear. Not a, you have to blow up, expand the whole page. It's not part of the chat. Yeah, I've got the whole page going here. Do you see at the bottom it says chat now? Oh, mine doesn't have a gear. Okay. Oh, yeah, yep, there it is. I see it. Open that up and click disable sound notifications. Ah, I've been wondering what the heck all that beep was. There you go. <laughs> That's the chat room. I, I had not even heard it to right now, so I don't know what changed. Anyway, we got it now for the last 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're good now. Yeah, let's see. I think it's all up in smoking. I had one email I wanted to throw out there because it concerned you and Bob. Uh-oh. And it was from Rob, Rob Hyden, and it said... 
ever think about having Bob and Dale on your show? (laughs) What have they been doing? Enjoy your show. I'm getting a huge echo on myself now. Uh Um, Uh-oh. and I replied to him and reminded him that you guys have either one or both appeared in episodes 1, 3, 32, 39, 45, 52, and now 78 and 79. So you guys are in one out of ten of our shows. <laughs> well, I guess that's not too bad of an average. <laughs> I just wanted to pass along that this, that's not a, a freak occurrence. We have folks ask about you guys all the time. Uh, you, you still have a, a, a big following out there that uh, that love to see you in here from. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. That's kind of a scary thought, actually. <laughs> but you know what? I, I occasionally, not very often, but I still get emails uh, from people who found the show for the first time. You know, found the podcast, and a lot of them have been through your show where you've talked about us, and they go off and search for Dog Watch. And there's people who email me that have started at the beginning. And are you know halfway through listening to all our shows, and it just blows me away. I, I, I figure maybe they've got a more boring life than I do, or something. I don't know. But, uh, it, you know, it's it's a good feeling, and I'm. I think what I, I'm most thankful of is that hopefully we've helped some people along the way, uh, learn a little bit about cigars and about the pleasures and the good people that cigars bring along with them. So that's that's cool. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm happy to sit in any time. It's a joy for me. Uh, one of the things I miss the most about the show is just yakking about cigars with people. So, yeah, well, we love having you on, and we uh, we're absolutely not teasing, kidding, or playing around when we tell you and Bob that you have a standing invite in any week. You want to just pop in, drop us a line, and, and you're there. We're, we're very happy to have you. Well, if we ever wear out all wear out our welcome, all you got to do is. Flick the off switch and we'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't think it could happen, man. We we love having you guys around. But uh, anything else you want to talk about your cigar? Because I think we're getting very near to wrap it up tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, not really. I just now set mine down. Let me pick it back up out of the ashtray and see if I can get it up where people can see it. I mean, that's where I smoked it too, and this one did not get harsh, didn't get bitter. It just finally went out on its own, and that. I figured the cigar said it's done, but uh, down to just about an inch. And uh, as you can see, the burn line's still nice and even. It, it just a great performing cigar. And you know, I'm not. I don't want to sound like rah rah for cheap cigars, but if you're looking for a, a cigar that fits your budget, when your budget's as tight as mine, uh, I highly recommend the Hoya de Nicaragua Serie B, Hoya de Nicaragua Fuerte Serie B. Let me make sure I get the name right here. I look at the label one more time. Yep, Fuerte Serie B, and I like the Corona Gorda size the best, but they're all good. Cool. Well, um, I have to say that this one, in just in the past five minutes, has gotten this uh, really, really sweet, uh, and back almost to that floral kind of flavor that was there early on. And I got to tell you, I'm really digging it right now. I've been kind of down on it up until now, but I'm. I'm loving the daylights out of this smoke at the moment. So it's back to almost being worth twenty dollars. I don't know that I go that far, but it's <laughs> well, I tell you, I'm uh, I don't do this often anymore. I usually have one cigar in the evening, but I'm gonna cut another one of these uh, Forte Series Bs. And even though the show's about probably to come to an end, 
I'm going to fire it up and we'll do some personal chatting and some other stuff afterwards. I'm going to smoke another one. Yeah, the uh, some of the guys normally post up a link to a hangout after the show, and they've already invited you to come with them. They wanted to show you the uh, the little end table that Chubno made for Index. Oh, sweet. Well, maybe I'll do that tonight. I usually uh, I turn into a pumpkin about nine o'clock. So I have to get up so early for work. I don't get to go to many of the hangouts anymore. But uh, tonight I got nowhere to be, so sounds like a good time. I may jump over there as well. I'm playing the part of Craig tonight, though. I still have four and a half inches of this cigar left. <laughs> you know, he, he is the he slowest meant, smoker I've ever seen. Yeah, he will have a two-inch head start on me, and I'll pass him up halfway through the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's like he has a regenerating cigar or something. I'll well, never uh, forget the first time I sat in one of those uh, Jose Blanco cigar tasting event things he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were trying lots of different little, you know, his little menudo blends, and some of them were puros. And and finally, he looked over at me and he goes, "Man, you smoke too fast." <laughs> but uh, particularly with a new cigar, I like to do that. I like to get them good and hot and smoke them and see if they'll get bad or you know how they handle it. And I, as you guys know, I kind of like a an edgy cigar anyway, so. I tend to smoke cigars quite a bit faster than most people. That I can smoke three cigars in the time Craig can smoke one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Same here. But uh, I've also already contacted Jose Blanco, and uh, turns out he is moving from La Romana to Santiago in the near future too. And so I'm going to catch up with him once I'm down there and get to check out his new operation as well. Oh, outstanding. Well, say hi to him for me. It's been a while since I've chatted with Jose. Yeah, I will. Well, folks, it's uh, pushing an hour and a half, which is pretty good for me and Dale, the non-talkers of our respective shows. But, uh, <laughs> I think right. we're going to wrap up the uh, formal show, but uh, maybe head over to a hangout afterward. And uh, we uh, certainly appreciate you tuning in with us, hanging out for a little bit, talking some cigars, uh, chatting and whatnot. And, and we also appreciate you if you download this week and we don't know you personally. I have come into contact with three different folks in the past week uh, who I absolutely did not know because they don't come to the chat room. They just listen to downloads and love to hear from you. Uh, if you uh, want to contact either Craig or myself this week or any other week for that matter and have some kind of comment, compliment, or complaint, uh, you can drop those to Craig at thecigarmy.com or Kip at thecigarmy.com. Uh, the addresses you can also use if you want to uh, get connected with an address to mail unbanded submissions. Or if you just suggestion and you want my wife to source the cigars, which she has done within the past two weeks, uh, you can email the suggestion to info at thecigarmy.com, and neither Craig nor I will ever see that. That goes uh, It's forwarded directly to her email address. And uh, next week, we will be smoking one of Craig's favorite cigars, the Bolivar Bellicoso Fino, which I have zero experience with, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, that's a great cigar. I love that cigar. Cool. I'd love to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had one before. Oh, you're you're in for a treat, I think. Cool. And we... uh, have a great deal of gratitude to pass along to Dale. Thanks very much, Dale, for sitting in with me tonight. I uh, love to catch up with you, and, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Well, entirely my pleasure. 
Oh, the pleasure's all mine. And uh, congratulations to you, you and uh, Mr. Schneider again. Uh, glad to see you carrying on the tradition. Your show's doing well. Uh, it's just a pleasure to see. So uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you putting up with me for an hour and a half tonight. No, we love it. Well, folks, don't forget this week to uh, come over and uh, check out the forum at halfash.com. If you have a profile to sit in the chat room, the same thing you, you, it works for the forum. I don't think it'll even ask you to log in again. Uh, the, the same username password logs you in to leave comments at halfash to use the forum and to use the chat room. There's one single uh, username and login for all three. And I invite you also to check out thecigarmy.com, where, unlike the last two weeks, I try to regularly post up some reviews and, and whatever cigar news is coming down the pike and whatnot. And most recently, I've added pipe tobacco reviews, uh, which is uh, going to actually grow quite a bit in the near future. Because I'm I, glad to see that, by the way, Kip. I have a large oh. stash of pipe tobacco, in fact, much more that I have cigars, and knowing that uh, we're going to move and, and not have our budget, I'm going to rely on that for a lot of reviews in the coming days. <laughs> well, that's exciting to me because uh, although I don't smoke my pipes much anymore, I'm still a big fan of really good pipe tobacco, and I know your cellar is just phenomenal. Uh, far surpasses mine, so I'm, I'm living vicariously through your reviews so far and looking forward to more of them. Thank you. And you can find us at, uh, you can find Half-Ashed or Craig or myself on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And uh, so, folks, we uh, appreciate you listening and invite you back next week. Same bat time, same bat place, and uh, we will see you then. <laughs>